Hello, good afternoon, good day, good morning, good morrow, good everything. And welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. In today's episode, we'll be discussing uh, the perhaps real, perhaps not so real quote from Michael Ballack about whether Virgil van Dijk is lucky to be playing in an era with not so brilliant Premier League strikers. And we'll also be deciding between us uh, the order of the top five best Premier League wingers slash wide midfielders since the turn of the millennium. It's not going to be an easy task. I'm your host, Harry Brent. We've obviously had the Michael Ballack quote about Virgil van Dijk this week, and as has been brought up to me off air, we're still not sure about the legitimacy of it. Um, But for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, he said as follows. Virgil van Dijk is very lucky to play in an era where there is no Drogba, Lampard, Alan Shearer, Henri, Rooney, Van Persie, Tevez, Adebayor and Diego Costa in the Premier League. No wonder they think he's the best defender in the league. Strong words from a strong midfielder. Um, yeah, as we, as we said, we don't really know whether this quote is legitimate, but it doesn't, almost doesn't matter because I think it's quite a good point that he raises. Is the quality of people who are up against... Um, Virgil van Dijk is a quality of strikers in the Premier League lower now than what it was 5, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I see where he's coming from, obviously, with the, the plays that he named. And, you know, we obviously talked about it last week in last week's podcast mm. with the um, top five strikers of the Premier League. I mean, there's still plays like Kane, Aubameyang, Aguero, Vardy. These are plays that are still very, very good in their own right. So I wouldn't say that it's substantially worse or he's not playing against quality players because he is. Mm. Um, so I don't think you can take that away and I don't think you can say that he's, he's not as good. Um, it's an interesting point you raise because I think I would have loved to have seen him go up against, you know, the Drogba's, the Henri's, etc. But I still think he would hold up and I still think he's a very, very quality defender. He seems like someone who rises to occasions. Mm. Yeah, we've um, we've got a bit of a tendency in life, really, but in sport particularly, where um, you know we 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 look we look at things at the past through like a nostalgia filter, and often you know you, when you hark back to previous eras, you you always kind of put them above the current era, you know, generally speaking. So, um, you know, we we may well look back on the era of Aguero and Aubameyang and Kane and. Vardy and whoever else and go in 10 years time oh what a great you know what a fantastic set of strikers that was you know nothing like the nothing like as um nothing like what we have now um but it's yeah it, it's it, I mean it is it is interesting that it's, it's, it's also easier to judge people once their careers are finished which all of those guys I think barring Diego Costa that you mentioned have finished um but I, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, I tend to think like, particularly in that mid to late 2000s era, the role of a striker was a lot different to what it is now in the sense that not, you know, obviously teams have different systems and, and whatever it is, but um, particularly your sort of Drogba's and Torres's and Rooney's and whoever else was, was at the time, they, they, they were sort of very powerful, very fast, could sort of score from score from anywhere. Um, not that players can't do that nowadays, but I wonder if he if if he was on about the sort of type of striker that he faces because he did he did mention like Adebayor and and people in there and Diego Costa. Maybe he just meant 
it's the kind of physical, powerful striker that there's, is no longer around that makes that Van Dijk is lucky for. Because you know, Aguero is prob- probably the only one that you or Aguero and Kane are probably the only two that you kind of go well. Yeah, they're 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 up there, but. Is everybody else kind of slightly, you know, physically a pushover? Is that what he meant, maybe? Uh, I don't know, but you could also say that the tactical shift in in strikers could be brought about by um, teams getting better in general, and including the defence. So, obviously, if you look at defenders even 15 years ago, mm. I, I, I'd, I'd argue that none of them could play the ball as well as defenders nowadays. So as the caliber and tactical ability of players is increasing, the mm. tactical shift needs to happen. True. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, well, it's in- the switch. So what if, let's say, you took, because I saw another kind of trend that was going on on some social media, which said one of these centre-backs is the best centre-back to grace the Premier League. And you had, Nemanja Vidic, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand and Van Dijk. So, if we flipped it round, what if them three other retired defenders played in today's football? Do you reckon that they'd be as good or as an influence on the game as what people will remember and buy? I think... Because um, I don't think they will. I think... I, I agree. I, I think the way the game's been going and it's been developing... He'll Dijk's more technical, um, like Black Ash was saying, to suit a certain style of play, which these other defenders that everyone hails with praise mm. won't, or most likely would struggle um, with, and also the pace of the game's a lot faster. But you, you, obviously, regardless to what Michael Ballard was saying, that he's not come across any like you know great, you know strikers or great, you know, attacking players. Like, he's been in the Champions League for two seasons as well. Liverpool has come across Messi. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't remember if Messi yeah, scored in them games, but... Free kick. But he no, did, he, he's, he's got a free kick, yeah. He's faced, um, he's obviously faced those guys. I think he's the, the point oh, yeah. again, whether it came from... One, of, one of those games was the 4-0 win at Anfield as well. Yes, yeah. where I would argue Messi actually had a better game if you watch them both back. He was a, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but people don't people forget because he scored a free kick in one and didn't in the other. Um, I forgot that he scored a free kick. No, I think Rich um, short memories football. Yeah, well, I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, I, yeah, I, I, th- I think I think you, you make a good point. Obviously, the for, to the, the sort of um, uh, role of a, of certain positions tends to change, and it has changed over the over the past. And um, right, so answer your question, Ro. I think. Um, the examples you gave there, I think for a start, Terry and Ferdinand were probably two of the most, um, t- two of the best centre-backs with, with the most ball-playing ability um, in their era. I think very few, they don't get credit for it because as you say, the, the role of a defender was not as ball-playing as it is now. Yeah. Um, but you see, it like, I mean, the two of them could, two of them were, were midfielders in their, in their youth career, but they, they, they could. They absolutely were a lot better on the ball than they were ever given credit for. Um, and but but I, I actually think it almost goes the other way. I, I think that um, I think that they. You know, I think that obviously your, your Terry's and Ferdinand's particularly. I think would be absolutely fine in this 
in this generation, but others probably wouldn't because, as you say, you need to be a lot better on the ball. But I also think what being, the fact that you, as a defender now, you need to be, you need to have the ability that, let's say, your average midfielder would have had 10 years ago. I think it's led, led us to a generation of largely unimpressive defenders, do you know, or centre-backs particularly. Yeah, I suppose. Like, well, you think it's shifted from defending to actually being able to play football, like you said, get the ball down, be able to distribute, and less on sort of more positional awareness. Yeah, and like, you know, back in the day as a centre-back, you know, you needed to be big. You needed to be, I mean, you didn't necessarily need to be fast, but if you, obviously if you were fast, it helped a lot. But you needed to be powerful. You needed to be good in the air. You needed to be strong. And as you say, positionally, very, very astute. Um, and that's I would stuff. argue that Virgil van Dijk is all of those things as well though well that's it as well as brilliant other, as well. other than Virgil van Dijk it's hard to think of particularly in the Premier League it's hard to think of any anyone else who is like right there a flipping hell of a defender I'd say Toby Alderweireld before yeah, I mean, obviously this season season before there's, like maybe, there's candidates but, for sure but like when you when you let's rewind excuse me let's rewind to 2007 or, or so um John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Nemanja Vidic, Ricardo Cavallo, even like Ledley King when he was fully fit. Um, I'm probably forgetting mm. a few, but you know, Vincent Company, X, Y, and Z. Um, do you not feel as though, like, I mean, of course, you you have got very good centre backs here, but I felt for a long time the, the sort of quality, particularly in the Premier League, has not been as high as it as it used to be when you really had about three or four who you could say they could go into any team in the world with four or five yeah I, I, I'm not going to lie I I was a nervous person whenever the company decided to go on a run <laughs> <laughs> because he, he was just like a baby elephant chasing the ball at unless times the way he, you unless know, it's against Leicester composure yeah. and posture with the ball yeah unless it's against oh, yeah, Leicester I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously yeah, obviously, despite that, like, I, I, if I was on the pitch, I would have 100% been saying, don't be silly, pass the ball. But are you missing him? Wait, where are you missing him this season? Yeah, yeah, you could say that, definitely. But then again, you know, as he got older, he's been getting a bit more injury prone, so maybe he might not have. He might have got injured and then we might have just been missing a centre-back in general that's fully Yeah, but your young Imerick Laporte was injured most of the season. Injuries can happen yeah. to anyone. It's no, nice no, no, cover. but... Yeah, or or rather, not, not do you think you did you get rid of Vincent Company too early, but could you have done with a 29-year-old Vincent Company yeah, this season? definitely. So, yeah. I mean, because obviously Laporte is definitely one of the kind of <clears throat> understatedly brilliant centre-backs in the league but again you sort of he doesn't he doesn't feel like you know outside of possibly him and, and, and Van Dijk and you know again there could be others if they're having a good spell of form like Alderweireld um, who you might put up there but it just doesn't feel to me like there's anyone with the reputation of the ones who had uh, who, you know who, had, uh, who were playing um, a decade or so ago yeah apart from David Luiz of course yeah <laughs> Had to get that in there. Um, where, where would you rate him, Harry? David Luiz. Yeah. What in the in in this um, in the grand scheme of if you're saying Van Dyke's first, Van Dyke's second on a good day, Alderweireld's third. The, what, is, is this Arsenal's David Luiz or 
David Luiz of my heart. This is so, this is this is David Luiz. The one in the same, aren't they, Harry? One in the same. <laughs> um, I would uh, no. I mean, if if Van Dyke's uh, first, then you have to find some sort of figure that's higher than first because that's where David would go. <laughs> so Van Dyke, Van Dyke first. <laughs> Have a good week. Right now, uh, we a couple of weeks ago we did the uh, we had the um, very difficult task of naming five the top five Premier League strikers of all time from the year two thousand onwards because we're all in our mid twenties and can't possibly have proper opinions on people from the nineties. Um, that was difficult. You all had very incorrect opinions on Didier Drogba. Um, so Hurricane, it seems. We're again Hurricane. Uh, so we're going to have to. We're going to try the same again, but we're going to try it with with wingers. Um, but I'm going to put a little asterisk and, and just include wide midfielders in this because I thought for, for a start the position. Yeah, the position it, itself is like it changes. You know, in in the days of four four two, you know, like you, that those guys weren't properly wingers and then you know what what did deliver play with wingers these days um you know so i think we, we can leave it open to interpretation um but one thing i did did notice is um aside from the the two contenders who are currently their wide forwards these days liverpool don't really have did anyone else think of anyone else from liverpool from this millennium apart from the two uh salah and Mane? So I was going back uh, through and I was going through a lot of clubs thinking, yeah, they're a contender, they're a contender. And Liverpool stumped me. I don't know whether I just forgot. Uh, so I've sort of suppressed all of Liverpool's good players in my mind for some reason. Uh, James Milner. James Milner. Yeah. Bingo. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just start us off. Why don't, why don't I? Eden Hazard's there, isn't he? Come on. Yeah. He's number two on my list. Number eight for me. Number eight. <laughs> JK, no. I've, I've, not even, I've not even made a list. I'm <laughs> literally <laughs> winging it as we speak. But would, would Hazard be in yours, Josh? Oh, you he... didn't get the joke, did you? Oh, uh, winging, winging it. List. Winging hey. it. We don't just provide you with content on Watch this podcast. We provide <laughs> you with humor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also... Yeah. He also draws stuff, does Josh? Um, yeah. I know. I know. Podcast listener, you can't see any of the cameras right now, but Josh is drawing a very pretty chameleon in a very pretty t-shirt. <laughs> Sounds like such a you chameleon. Right. Yeah. So, despite um, me actually winging it, he's. I'd say he's in my top five. Okay. Yeah, well, this is good news. I'm not going to have the Jogba battle that I had last... Um, oh, he's in it as well for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Hazard's number two, so I'm going, to, I'm going to be fighting with you, Harry, to get him a bit further up that list. To be honest, he, he's, he's number two for me, and I imagine we've probably got the same one and two. Um, yeah, I think um, I will. It's, right, can we all go for our number ones then? Because they probably will with a certain person. Okay. All right, so I have Cristiano Ronaldo. Who? Ronaldo. <laughs> So I'm joking. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. I've I also got, got the jokes. Um, so I'm yeah. Second. You've got him second. Ooh. Yeah, Ryan Giggs is number one. Ryan Giggs. Ooh. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I so Ronaldo is Ronaldo is mine. Um, and Ro hasn't Ro hasn't got a list, so 
Um, <laughs> but he would be number one on my list. He'd be number one. Yeah. Interesting with gigs because yeah, yeah. I, I, I when I was doing this, I was thinking. I mean, you know, it's it's um, it's very um, obviously when you know when you look at a lot of lists about the greatest Premier League players of all time and blah blah blah, gigs gigs gets up there, but. Um, the 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 thing I mean first first of all I don't I've never been a massive fan of 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 Giggs particularly um, but I but I also think that he gets off the list in this regard because of the, the two th- year two thousand cutoff I, I I know yeah I don't know whether, that's like, this is what I was thinking as well I felt like his best years were that. in the nineties yeah. this this is why I was on the fence on one of mine as well as well as Giggs this is why but I didn't but, put it, him but in he, there. he he obviously had what uh, 11 years of, of this millennium or whatever it was to, to play so he is a he is a can he's a fine contender to have he just wouldn't be in he just wouldn't be in mine but he's um, not in your top five at all no my top five he wouldn't be in my top mm-hmm. I don't know I just I, I always thought with gigs that had he again this is again from someone who didn't see him in his pomp um i was never really blown away by i mean obviously obviously he was a he was he had a lot of ability and that he transformed into a center midfielder very nicely and easily but um those sort of early early um noughties years when he was at when he was supposedly at his peak i was you know you sort of look back on and think was he was he really that fantastic for man united during those that was probably i think even he admitted in an interview recently that 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 was Sort of his worst period for Man United. I think he changed position or something. I can't remember what the interview said, but I think he was talking about he had to change his role slightly. Um, but I don't know. I was never, I was never particularly blown away by Giggs. I mean, he's definitely his his longevity factor is up there. But I, I just wonder if he didn't play for Man United, would we would we a would he have stuck around for as long, and b um, would we be talking about him because because he's not in you know not in that sort of um, uh, what do you call it not on that. Um, pedestal. I think for me, he's just uh, a throw a throwback to an old-fashioned type winger, and the way that he'll just run at his man. He had obviously a great left foot. I think he had very good technical ability. So for me, yeah. that's what I just thought it was amazing. Like his dribbling ability. Obviously, Ooh. I recall um, the goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup, which obviously was in the nineties, yeah. but. He yeah, he really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was, I loved it. I watch every day. <laughs> but I, I sort of, you know, when, when you when you say um, Giggs has got a great left foot, when I think of someone with a great right foot, I think of David Beckham. He definitely had a great. He's, right he's foot. on my. Uh, he's on did, my uh, did, Yeah. Oh, really? Did did, did Giggs did, was Giggs? I mean, I know obviously he's left footed and it's his stronger foot, but but in the sense that, like, you'd say, um, I don't know, Messi has a brilliant left foot, or um, Robin. Or yeah, I mean, Robin. Robin just did not have a right foot. No, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it does. I don't know. I mean, this is again, it's a game of opinions. I, I never felt like, and even even with the whole dribbling dribbling at people. I mean, again, perhaps gigs of the nineties was a bit more like that. But Naughty's gigs, he was just he was a sort oh, of. He was naughty, like, wasn't he? Naughty, naughty oh, yeah, gigs. Yeah, exactly. That's another reason why. Yeah, I got you made the joke, Eggby. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I also um, I, I was looking at his um, his stats a few weeks ago. This was prior to this, and he's something like because um, he's 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 the most capped player, isn't he, in the Premier League? He's he's only. Oh, just... I think it's like uh, Gareth Barry. Isn't it? Maybe a waste. Yeah, Gareth Barry is. I think yeah, I think Gareth Barry overtook him 
was it last season? Is that right? Yeah. Blimey. But I think he okay. might have the record of being <laughs> the old, like, to have the record amount of Premier League amount of seasons for one club or whatever. Yeah. But bearing, bearing in mind the, the guy was, what, um, 20, uh, 20 years at the top, essentially? He's only just got over 100 goals. That, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not awful, but that's not, that's not like mesmerising. And uh, how many? Yeah, Oops. Gareth Barry, 653, and then Giggs is second with Blimey. 642. Gareth, Gareth Barry, that's like, you know, like... Mir- <laughs> like, <laughs> like Gareth Barry, indeed. You know, I pulled Slav- that knowledge from somewhere. Yeah, it was good. I've com- you know how yeah. like Miroslav Closer is very annoyingly the World Cup top goal scorer? Like, like it should be like Brazilian Ronaldo. I think he he broke his record. It shouldn't be closer. In the same way that I'm quite happy for Giggs to have it because Giggs is like a you know good player. Gareth Barry is the guy <laughs> the pin up for the flipping Premier League. Oh God, okay. To be fair, I do think uh, I know I've mentioned him like twice already, but James yeah. Milner. I think James Milner could break that. James Milner. Well, how close is he? Is he? Um... Have you got James Milner's number? He's there? on five hundred and nineteen. I still think he could do it. I mean, if he, if he was to, well, I mean, I suppose you know he can keep playing for Liverpool, but if he dropped dropped down to a, I don't know, like a Southampton, a Bournemouth or something, yeah, 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 and just kept pretty playing pretty every week. Well, maybe not Bournemouth because they are in a relegation battle. <laughs> maybe not them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, um, so speaking of Gareth Barry, he started his career as a left mid. Is he on anyone's list? Nope. <laughs> he, he's on mine best solely on the Premier League appearances <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to look at it you know why else would, he wouldn't have got those appearances if he wasn't quality um, so I have David Beckham David so that's it where, yeah so David Beckham's on mine that's interesting we've got three of he's the same. my number four as well this is the one where I wasn't sure number four for me as well number four number four, four for me yeah. this is this is it yeah. so, so I feel like three, that one's pretty, pretty solid then Roll, what do you think number four David Beckham we have to think of potentially other players first, but he's he's hovering around the fourth position right now. I've got definitely got Ronaldo first in my head, and Hazard second. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty spot on with mine. Before we before we sort of find out what what each other has, I mean we probably will over the course of this. But if we look at it, I guess club by club, the people that we haven't mentioned, if we start with. Um, if we start with Chelsea, I mean, Robin is not a contender for me, but he's, no. he's somebody that you'd no. somebody that you'd offer up, I guess. But I don't ever well, think you talked about saw... elite wingers. I'd say yes, hundred percent. But but not, but not in the there, but not in the Premier League. Yeah, not it wasn't in his prime. In the he was he was the, the the thing that I think he you know he gets unfairly remembered as like not particularly doing doing anything much in the Premier League. He did have a lot of injuries when he was playing for Chelsea, but um, he was, I think it's because of the player he then subsequently became at well, Real Madrid and then more, more so Bayern. We sort of look back at that Robin at Chelsea as not being, not being great, but speaking as a Chelsea fan, he, he was, he was like flipping a very, very good, like this, this guy's great, but, but I, but I do think that he didn't quite do enough and did not play consistently enough to, oh, because of injury, to, to make it on um, as good as he was. Damien Duff, ditto. I mean, not quite on the level of Robin, but, it, yeah. but worth a mention, but not worth consideration, I don't think. Um, and the other Joe one for, for Chelsea was, yeah, Joe Cole. I mean, he would never say he's a winger, but yeah. hit number 10 position yeah. didn't really exist when he, uh, when he was playing, so he couldn't yeah. really go there. So he had to play, he had to play out wide. 
Um, <laughs> but similarly, I, I don't think he's he's getting near um, top five. No. Top five. Your your younger Chelsea fans might offer William, but I would tell them no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so go back to school. So. <laughs> nope. uh, Arsenal, you've you've got um, obviously Alexis Sanchez, Robert Perez, yeah, Freddie Lundberg. Who else have we got? I mean, Sammy. Like, I like. I, I, as I say, I'm undecided on my on my fifth, but I was tossing it up in between. Um, Perez was one of them. I was thinking of. Mm. Um, and I know he's slightly skewed by his recent form, but Alexis Sanchez was another. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so def- I think I think Alexis Sanchez is brilliant. It's just his issue is that he went to Manchester United, and um, who, as we know uh, from your weekly yeah, uh, <laughs> United, they seem to do this thing <laughs> where they'll, um, <laughs> they'll buy a really talented player. And they'll ruin them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to have a wait. We'll have to have a little, um, a little. What do you call it? I think a betting going when um, you know. <laughs> when do you think Ash will mention that Man United ruin players? <laughs> Minute nor to five. Minutes five to ten. It is my favourite part of the week. Um, and, and after he's named about ten of them, we can then discuss the top ten players. Yeah. That United have ruined. Manchester United have ruined. Ruined. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's interesting with with United as well. Cause, I mean, you know, because they've they notoriously always played four four two under Ferguson. So that was at least what thirteen years of that in the Prem. But I've only I've only had two two of their wingers to sorry apart from Cristiano Ronaldo, who I just didn't even think because he's obviously on the list. So three, I guess, three of their wingers to 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 go into the consideration for this, which was Beckham, Giggs, and Ronaldo. But I'm surprised they had so few. I mean, you know, does does Nani get a mention? Does no. Uh, who else have we got? Angel Di Maria. Angel Di Maria. See, um, what they did with Angel Di Maria is they... Um, <laughs> we'll save that for next week. We'll save that for next week. I'm the word. What's the... What's the word? Wasn't he really good before I went to United? <laughs> and afterwards. <laughs> um, we've, uh, we've got some Man City... Options. I mean, Raheem Sterling is is is. A, See, is I, a, I, I I considered Raheem Sterling, but I thought maybe that's. He, mm-hmm. I I have no doubt in my mind that in ten years' time, he would be on that list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think right now he's still he's still got got a lot to prove. I mean, didn't yeah. he even win like been playing really well for City? City? Yeah, even though he's been playing really well for City, but you know, remember. When he was at Liverpool, he had that one blinding season, but then Rodgers never played him as often because he said he, he was frightened to kind of burn him out. Mm. It's such a young age, so I feel like he's going to progress into a much better player. Very similar to Ronaldo, he improved when he went to Real Madrid. Hopefully, it's the way that Guardiola is going, if he stays at City, and mm. I think he's 100 percent improved him. I think it's finished. Yeah, oh, no, I'm not saying he hasn't improved him. I'm saying he's, you know, he's definitely improved. But I just think there's there's more to come. Yeah, I think he should be consistently getting like 15 plus goals and like 10 assists. Yeah, I see. Yeah. if he really wants to be considered like one of the top wingers in the league, mm. yeah, um, definitely. Yes, that's, that's I guess the the. A question mark over him, isn't it? I mean, he's definitely added goals to his game, but he yeah. still feels a bit, un, you know, you, you don't, yeah, you sort of think in terms of finishing, is he going to be that guy who's who's going to grab you as many goals as he could? I mean, you know, I think the system really works well for him because because I swear ninety percent of City's goals are 
passes across the box. I, I think the highest um, scoring duo of like one player assisting another yeah. is David Silva to Sergio Aguero. As in, of all time? Uh, yeah, of all time. Is that right? More than... Yeah. Um, more than... Uh, <laughs> I was trying to make a joke there. But a really famous duo. Than, I, I was going to say, I mean, Lampard and Drogba must be close. Second. Second, yeah. Really? And then um, third place is Kevin De Bruyne to Aguero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, he's, done that, he's done that in half the time as well. As Can't remember George. where I heard that. I think it might have been a... It wasn't another podcast. It was this podcast in the future. You you listen to other podcasts. Other podcasts. Don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I saw there's an incredible stat with, regarding De Bruyne and how much he's basically. I think he might have been assists in Europe, and he's done it in like a hell of a amount of time. What he needs Further to do. The next table. He's got <laughs> an. He's got an excuse this year, but what he needs to do is stop not assisting after February because he goes mad like every yeah. every year yeah. it's like he's going to absolutely cream this assist record because it's on reason isn't it you got 20 in a year mm-hmm. and and De Bruyne always gets to about 16 in December and you think this is mad he's going to absolutely kill it and then every year something happens and he doesn't do it as I say he's got an excuse this year I think but, um, oh maybe he'll pick back up I imagine yeah well uh, yeah I mean again you do question about his fitness and stuff but yeah um no, he's um, he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely quality, isn't he? Um, I mean, it's 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 probably a bit early. I thought I'd mentioned Bernardo Silva, just not obviously last season. He had a hell of a season. I don't think he yeah. could be up there, but it's a bit early. Yeah, Riyad Mahrez. Um, nah, I don't like him personally. I think, I think he's brilliant. <laughs> Can't stand him. He, I think he's completely undervalued. Modern day Robin. One day, Robin. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. predictable. You always know <laughs> as, as, as far as insults go, yeah. <laughs> you could do a lot yeah, worse. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the worst insult, but it's <laughs> like you always know he's gonna with Robin. He's gonna cut inside, and I feel like Rob, uh, Robin Mares is practically doing that all the time. I know, he, like, he's very tricky with his feet, which is good. At Leicester, he had like you know free reign and assisting Vardy, and obviously playing in a very free area on the pitch but sitting there's more discipline you can tell there's more discipline mm-hmm. and I feel like he's struggling to be not creative but I feel like he's struggling to still be that same player that yeah that everyone initially saw him for and I, I think because of that a lot of his stuff is, has become predictable and that's yeah. why I don't like him I think the City team he's already got players that occupy a lot of the roles that he had at Leicester so if he's no longer the playmaker because Kevin De Bruyne is he's no longer the wing goal scorer because Sterling is that so a lot of the roles that he had to do other people are occupying them at City yeah, and I guess I guess that would be the mark of a of a truly great player. I mean, he obviously still got time on his hands, but if if he is that absolutely world class one of the best wingers in the Prem, he would have ousted, well, one of yeah. that, you know, he ousted Sterling or I know he's obviously been playing a lot this season because Bernardo Silva's not been on form and Sane's been just forgotten, forgotten what Leo yeah. Sane looks like at this point. <laughs> when was the last time he was fit? Yeah, he's injured. He got injured. Yeah. Yeah. I sent him with an afro and then the next time I saw him, he didn't have the afro and I didn't actually <laughs> recognise who it was. Yeah. It was me. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, and um, we got uh, Liverpool. 
Well, this is, I mean, again, obviously you've got this Sally, Sally, Sally and Mana, uh, Sally and Mana. Um, <laughs> and again, I mean, uh, you know, I brought it up to you guys before, like, do, do, are they really wingers? I mean, I, I feel, I feel like Mane, Mane is more so than, than Salah, but I mean, their roles in that Liverpool team are more forwards in a way, but yeah. I, are we splitting hairs here? Guess they still start out wide though, and then come in. So yeah, do you grab on, the way I I see it is what what does it say on the team sheet? Yeah, I mean it might it might you might just have to have it as simple as that in a way because um, as we discussed before, like Egby, you said um, they start out wide and come inside, and as we've said, you know that would perfectly describe Thierry Henry in lots of ways. But um, as much as he used to be a winger, he certainly isn't a winger. Sorry, Mister O'Hara. Um, but um, but no, I mean I, I think probably for the for the sake of not wanting to just be awkward and split hairs, I think we probably probably include them as as wingers, wide midfielders because they're not centre forwards, are they? So they're no. they're more wingers than they I'd are. Definitely say Mane. Mane is. De- I, I, I wouldn't say that Mane is the closest one. I'd definitely say that Mane is a winger. Yeah, but are they are they up there for you, Josh? At all in the top five, either of them? No, I mean Mane's probably had his best season. Mm. Currently, in this season, uh, and he's obviously been in the Premier League like five seasons, is it now? He's been including Southampton. Yeah, ish. Yeah, probably. Uh, he's got like right. a three-minute hat trick or something for Southampton. Yeah, so much. I think he's got the that. fastest hat trick. Yeah, that sounds that rings a bell. Yeah, but again, I think time will tell. I just thought, you know, he's great now, but it's just a case of I can they, can they be consistently great? Mm. Begrudgingly put. Mohamed Salah is my fifth. As your fifth. 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 That is controversial, oh. knowing your household. Oh, ah. <laughs> I, um, See, so I, as a football player, I, 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 do, I do not rate him really that highly, but apparently I do. I, <laughs> thought, is, so, you, I thought you were kidding. As yeah. a football player, myself, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I oh, had yeah, him I in my pocket the entire game. <laughs> uh, no, um... You can't argue with his numbers at all. No. The results he gets, you can't argue with it. But at the same time, what does he do? <laughs> he's, he's, his decision-making skills are poor at best. Who's, who's this? Sorry, Mane? Uh, Salah. Sorry, Salah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Decision-making skills are poor. He's quite greedy. Yeah, he's fast. He'll run off. He'll, he'll, beat, mm. he'll beat defenders in a race. Cut him from the right. Put the ball in the net, but it's there's, there's, you know, there appears he, to be. He, sorry, go on. He leads, he, he leads the chart by somewhere in dispossessions in matches in yeah. the Premier League. Which yeah, which else, he, he's either he's either attempting a lot of dribbles and failing them, mm. or he's not very good at dribbling past people. You seem to speak to a lot of Liverpool fans who are who are quite happy at the prospect of selling him, which is kind of a strange mm. thing to admit. Like I, you know, obviously that team is so. Um, you know, has so many important important parts of it, and and it's, he seems to be one that they're going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could get somebody who does his who does his job as good as he is, and I think on his day he absolutely is a very important player for them. Um, but I know what you mean that there's there's there are aspects of his game that you think, okay, yeah, he's sort of you know can be wasteful. Um, you know, greedy. I think it was I think it was always the, the criticism that. Um, that you, you could have of somebody like this is going back a bit, but uh, Robbie Keane. Um, if my dad is is listening to this, he'll be very happy. I'm about to say this, which is like Robbie Keane would get a lot of goals, um, but for every for every you know 
goal that he scored, there'd be three instances where the ball would come into him and he'd lose it. And, and obviously that's hard to, to put into a stat that, that you're going to want to print in the paper. So Robbie Keane ends the season with 20 goals. He's oh, fantastic. But you just wonder, had you had a more sort of a player that was better, you know, use the ball better, perhaps he wouldn't have ha- had as many goals as Robbie Keane, but the team would have had more goals. And, and th- there might be something to say with Salah. If you had more of an efficient, maybe perhaps this is why they're looking at Timo Werner. You know, maybe if you had somebody who was a bit more efficient and a bit, a bit more sort of, um, I don't know, just clinical. a, a bit, bit more clinical than, than he is. Then, then you then you reduce the amount that you lose the ball because I mean that's you know that's that's football at the moment isn't it keeping hold keeping hold of the ball as much as you can I get you know in a way um, I feel like Leroy Sane could do his job perfectly yeah I mean he's, I think he's we've, yeah. sorry go on next I was going to say that I think the the problem with Salah is I think the team works for him but he doesn't work for the team I think there's a collective ethos that. Klopp has instilled in the team where you work and you fight for each other mm-hmm. and I think Salah gets the praise when he finishes off like a really great Liverpool move but then yeah, when yeah. he loses a ball he doesn't track back while someone like Mane does someone like Firmino does so mm-hmm. it looks like all he cares about is getting his goals and getting the limelight and scoring etc when actually the, his other teammates are killing themselves for the team while he's just like, oh, I've lost the ball. He doesn't drop back. And you're right, he does lose the ball a hell of a lot. But I think it would make a massive difference and fans probably wouldn't want to sell him if when he did lose the ball, he's like busting a gut, tracking back, trying to win it back as opposed to just dawdling or like waiting mm. for them to win it back so he can score. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Do you reckon um, they'd benefit for a more static uh, striker? Or a forward person that can be more of a target man. What would you do with uh, like... Firmino though? No, I think no. I wouldn't change it. I think it just works. I think Firmino is yeah, he's, he's too the, unique to replace. Yeah, he's the linchpin yeah. for that for the. For oh, the definitely. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely. too unique to mess around with. Yeah. Like you, you won't find many many forwards like him. This he's is... a selfless forward as well. He's, he's yeah, happy to yeah. assist and not score yeah. if it means it's best for the team. I, I imagine by that, that, then obviously Salah would be the <coughs> easiest to replace. And that's maybe why Liverpool mm. fans that Harry's speaking to, or that I've spoken to, maybe not all of them, but some of them at least, mm. are happier yeah. with the prospects of selling Salah over Mane or Firmino. Maybe that's why they got that player. That, was it, is, it that, is it a North, North Korean player? Oh, yes. Oh, that's that's um, Kim Firmino. Japanese. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, but, maybe that's why they got him to try and get him into the works early, so then he can. No, see, I don't see. I don't, I don't think he's anywhere near the level <laughs> of any of them. I, I feel, I feel like mm. he, he is brought in as a marketing ploy to sell t-shirts to Japanese people. C- yeah. Cynical, but Man United. No, did, I, I do. Did, I mean, did, he did. Man United admitted that that's pretty much why they bought Park Ji Sung. That's why um, Real Madrid signed that Kubo. Uh, that's probably yeah. the reasoning behind us buying Son. We just got very lucky with Son that Son is a absolutely brilliant player but yeah. not on my list uh, I was going to ask but that's... yeah uh, Takumi Minamino he's he, 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 what, he cost, he cost like 8 million pounds just for marketing he co- no he cost 8 million pounds and then instantly sold over 8 million pounds worth of t-shirts in Japan mad, according to Liverpool fans yeah so um, I mean it, I know it's not like 100% what goes in goes into the transfer budget but yeah. I mean they're making some money back already We'll, we'll be interesting to see if, if, you know, if Liverpool do change 
not just the personnel, but whether they whether they look to kind of mix things up in terms of the system, just in the sense that they you know continuously link with Timo Werner, and I, I struggle to see where he fits into that front three, where there's not a kind of change in the way that they kind of operate, because he's not a he's not a wide forward Timo Werner. I mean, he's not a he's not a target man in any sense, but he's not a kind of gets the ball with it, you know around three players can beat one and cross it in for. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, we we talk a lot about. Um, I say we talk a lot. I'm doing it flipping Carragher. They they always do that on Monday Night Football. We talk a lot we, we about talk, we, talk, we don't talk about it a lot, but but <laughs> in the, in this sort of you know footballing world, it gets talked about um, the, the cycles of of teams. I mean, it's one of the arguments to say why Tottenham had such a bad start because that team was at the end of its sort of three year cycle. And they hadn't or three or four year cycle. And they hadn't really really done a good job of of turning things over and replacing people. Ditto Man City. We do have the way. stadium. You do have a stadium, that's so that makes it all worth it. Take it from me. No, I feel like our stadium is was the right move rather than reinvesting in the team and not team and stuff. I do feel like the stadium was the right move. Yeah, in the long run, definitely. Yeah, if, if you're talking, if you're talk, if you're looking at a wider, a, a, like a longer like vision, like. You- you could than maybe you could a few have. years or instant success. That is the best. But that, that year, when, that way, year when you bought no one, surely there was seventy million somewhere knocking about for you to. In, in, just in the no, just in the sense that, like, it was always there's lots of um, things you can throw Ferguson, Alex Ferguson's way in terms of praise. But I think the the best thing that he did was recognise that. The, the, the teams have teams do have cycles, and you need to change, even if you think that you know there's nothing wrong with this team. Um, you know, and, he, and that was, you know, one of the reasons why, for for better or for worse, Man and I were always up there because he he kept refreshing it and refreshing it, which is something that, mm. I mean, certainly Tottenham didn't do, and and I would argue something that Man City haven't haven't done because the, the core of that yeah. team is basically the same as it was when Guardiola first came in, and yeah. you and you can't <laughs> surely surely you can't keep the same message to the same group of players and have the same effect. Um, every single time, and and I just wonder whether Liverpool will, because obviously it's all working great. But I wonder whether Klopp is savvy enough to go right. I'm gonna I'm gonna change this. Salah's gonna be gone because I'll cash in. Real Madrid will pay ninety million for him. I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's the thing as well. Like where maybe he isn't the most effective player there. He is scoring a lot of goals. Mm. So t- like if you're saying right, you could, someone can have him if they want him. They're gonna pay for him. Teams will pay for him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it not this works. transfer window because of everything that's going on. Mm. But yeah, get, that, get twenty quid for him. That aspect definitely <laughs> works in Liverpool's favour. Favour more than Salah's favour, because even though Salah is probably thinking, "Great, you know, I've got kind of job security and blah blah blah." Like if he, like, like I said, if he's still banging in goals, that's just bumping up his price tag. I, I know what we do want to sell him because yeah, but I know Liverpool are up there like, at the minute. But still, if Real Madrid come calling, Real Madrid is Real Madrid. Exactly, yeah, and they, they, they could do with another person. Yeah, yeah they, they could do with another right wing because um, I think uh, Gareth Bale might be on his way out. Gareth Talking Bale. to Gareth Bale, um, <laughs> he, he may be at number three on my list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think. Um, oh. That's quite. I think we've got the same. I think we've got the same four, I and mean, I think we've got this in the yeah. same order as well. Um, well, Ronaldo. Well, this um, is Ronaldo, Hazard, Bale, Beckham. And this is frustrating because we had such a challenging time with the strikers, and I think this is going to be the easiest thing we've ever done. Hey, give give it time, <laughs> give it time. Let me have a think. Bale, you wait. You, you wait till I argue through my teeth about Christian Eriksen being number one midfielders. 
but no, I think uh, yeah, I think I think Bale is Bale is a very easy, to, got, very, very yeah, easy on the list as well. He yeah. um, for sort of what was it about, about three years? His last three years at Spurs were very very good. He won the Player of the Year twice, didn't he? Um, and yeah, he was just because I, I initially picked my. Um, well, I had five, and then I decided I wasn't sure on the fifth. I initially picked my five based on the, the idea that they were the absolute kind of um, superstars in their sides. Not not necessarily because no one else was there, but you know they were the they were the difference makers and stuff. And I think that's the one thing you have to say about Gareth Bale more so than probably anybody on this list was he was the absolute guy who pulled his team through the muck. Um, because Tottenham never, um, they they had what was it? There was twelve, thirteen was his last year. I, I can't. I, I'm trying to think when they um, they sort of had a title challenge that year, or possibly possibly the year before. But but it, but it only, but it sort of went. But it went you know went down yeah. you know um, uh, sort of February time or January time. It would have been awesome to see him at a title challenging Spurs team. That would have been um, well not as a not as a non Tottenham fan, but for Tottenham fans, I'm sure it would have been. Uh, it would have put the fear of God in you. It would have put would have put the fear of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and there's it, a lot of talk of bringing him back as well. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a bit. Would you take him back? No, his wages are too high. But take <laughs> so if you could if you could get him on not not nothing wages, but if you could get him on re- reasonable ish wages, what would you? If I get it, if we could get him on wages that yeah. are similar to what our players are on now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll open that. But I don't think it's fair on him to take such a massive pay cut. Uh, what if uh, Real Madrid said that they would help out? Ooh. Well, uh, we Classic had that thing with... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he would actually go back to Tottenham regardless of of a reasonable wage because I think for him it's about reviving his career I think he's had such a torrid time at Madrid with injuries and not being played that I think he would jump at the chance to go back to Tottenham if there would be assurances that would be a regular starter at least anyway yeah well it's come out it's come about recently on um that he made a quote saying that he was a Spurs fan like um Mm. when he's talking about the Champions League final he's like well as as a Spurs fan it was it was really hard to watch and you know and, and, and to live through that so Maybe maybe he'll come back at a, at a wage cut. Yeah, yeah, it'd be closer to home. Uh, there's lots of good golf courses. Close to Scotland <laughs> as well. Golf courses in Scotland. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. there are St. Andrews, is it? <laughs> is it? Is it St. Andrews? Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because there is the narrative of Bale's had such a torrid time in Madrid. But I mean, in all in all ways, I mean, obviously the fans hate him. And mm. he has had injury issues, issues well. and he has had um, starting lineup issues. Mm. But I mean, you look at the amount of goals he's got, he's done really well. He's sort of produced in a lot of cup finals for them. He's won a lot of trophies with them. He's going to be one of these. The back end of his Real Madrid career, I think that's suffered. Yeah, and, and I, I, was, I saw that it was two years today that um, Real Madrid won the Champions League with Bale scoring that overhead. Overhead. And it, and it, it did hit me. I was like, I know it's only technically been just over a year and a half since then in terms of football. But um, I remember thinking, yeah, that's, la- that's the last time I feel like Bale was, did anything relevant. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, again, we, we don't, I, mean, I don't watch La Liga every week, but, but at the same time, Madrid have been particularly shite since then in terms of 
haven't they, they have been playing him regularly though I, yeah. I think yeah. obviously um, I, I, I'm not like you know so got coiled up on La Liga but I know, I know a little bit about everything but yeah. <laughs> a little bit about everything but, yeah he's been getting played quite recently I think he's been performing I just think the fans hate him and he deserves more respect from them yeah, maybe the maybe they're playing him to get rid of him because they know that he's not part of the plan so it's like look we've still got it Sorry, I'm so pleased he didn't go to China. Um, yeah, me too. Because I, I know he'd, he'd rake in a lot of money, but he, he's yeah. he's far he, too he good. Could, he could do that in, in two or three years. But the guy's yeah. still a world class footballer. Like you, you don't want to just piss off to China and, and and have that as your as your legacy. Like he could. I mean, that's what Arnautovic did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know he's. He, he, no, he's, he's not on the same Premier level League as... legend that he was. <laughs> he's he's yeah. nowhere near the same level as Gareth Bale, but he, he was he was a really yeah. good player. He still had a few good years. That West Ham team. Yeah, I might get um, sued for defamation because of this, but um, <laughs> mate, a mate I met in the pub reckons because uh, I used to work in a sort of West Ham pub. Uh, they reckon he was in debt, one. he was in debt to a load of. Um, uh, East End gangsters. That's why he went to get out of London so so badly. But uh, that's why he went to China to get the money. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to meet even even <laughs> more, even scarier gangsters, so he can yeah, <laughs> get them to sort them out. Um, right, does anyone else have any wingers too? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I so they I think. Well, I think so, d- d- uh, Dave. What is your top four? Because me and Ash is the same and in the same order. Yeah. So what's, what's, what is your strong point? Ronaldo, so my oh, no, my top five. Top? My five was um, Giggs, Ronaldo, Hazard, Bex, and Bale. Right. So you've got the four that aren't the, the past with Giggs are, are the yeah, same yeah. as what we've got. So just move down, yeah. Josh, sorry to disturb you oh. from your art. No, it's it's um, fine, don't worry. Um, it's Ronaldo, Hazard, Beckham, his third, I'd say. Yeah, um, Bale. Bale. Bale, potentially fourth, potentially fifth. Like, unless someone else says another name that I'm instantly going to be like, oh, yeah, they go. You there. mentioned Nagbon Lahore before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you mentioned Theo Walcott wouldn't, as well. Yeah, wouldn't quite. Theo Walcott, quite as a, a winger. That's the only reason why he's not on my list. Um, <laughs> I was looking at other, other players online briefly to see if any, any kind of names... <laughs> Bro was doing his podcast pre-research during the podcast. <laughs> I think probably for me it would be Sanchez fifth. If we're taking away Sanchez game. fifth. Ooh. Over, so over Perez, Mr. Arsenal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would, but I, I would put him there. But I think United ruining careers or not, <laughs> he still should have played at a bloody good level. Because he was a he was a standout player for Arsenal, yeah. and he could have done that at United even more so. And he, yeah, he just somehow fell into the shadows. Yeah, the level he was at is the level you were talking about with Gareth Bale, like just superstar. Like he was yeah. the team. He, he won his games on his own. So I'd definitely mm. have him up there. Yeah, I think. Because I'm sort of I'm sort of torn on my on my fifth place. I mean, I, as, as I said before, I'd have Perez up there, I'd have Sanchez up there, I'd have Sterling up there. Um, I'm sort of um, I feel that the the player Sanchez got to for a two year period was probably slightly above 
that of Perez. But mm. I guess in terms of in terms of uh, consistency over a four, five, six year period, Perez has definitely done a lot more and certainly contributed to a lot more than Sanchez yeah. did in terms, you know, in terms of achievements. And it was, I guess, you know, Arsenal were a better side back then. Do you think um, Sanchez would have carried on that level if he would have stayed at Arsenal for like? Prob- probably. I mean, I don't really see any reason why he would have dropped off. I mean, you know, because it, it's not as if he's just suddenly got unfit or had injury problems. I know he did get injured, but that doesn't seem to be the reason. It just seems one of those things where he, you know, you, you'd have a change of, you have a change of scenery and it all goes kaput. Like, you know, when no. an elderly person moves house and then they suddenly <laughs> go downhill. Don't know why. There's an, interesting, <laughs> there's an interesting fact surrounding Sanchez and how he basically, because of like the way that the Copa del Rey, um, uh, not the Copa del Rey, the South America Cup, Copa Libertadores. Yeah, um, the way that that falls and the sort of tournaments, national Latin. Oh, the sorry, national no, the, the, not the Copa Libertadores. The the yeah the the. Um, Euros equivalent of South America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because because of that and other various clubs and other competitions that he's played for, someone yeah. worked out that in comparison to other players similar to his age and by like his ability, he they worked out that he played almost two seasons more than the average player. So when people say, "Oh, Sanchez is kind of slowing down," or "He's not seeming like the player that he is," or "I see the amount of football he's played." Yeah, he's, he's literally down to the fact that he's two seasons ahead of some people. Well, just over, just under two seasons ahead of people. But isn't the Africa Cup of Nations uh, set out the same as that? Um, In a similar fashion. Yeah, it's every, it's there's, every, there's very it's little there's very little years. break between seasons and like. Yeah. There's, I think there's, there's a, I mean, you know, that, that, that may well be the case, Josh. I think there's, you know, there might be evidence that, that he's played a hell of a lot more than most people, but I, I'm not sure I buy this as a, particularly for some, for somebody like him, like yeah. this, 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 Regardless um, of not. this reason was thrown at like Michael Owen saying, you know, he got, um, uh, <laughs> he got D, so D head Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. problem. <laughs> um, but like, um, uh, you look at some, you compare it that to somebody like Fernando Torres, who he he obviously changed clubs and his fortunes changed. But if you speak to Liverpool fans, they will say for the last six to twelve months of his Liverpool career, he was not the same player. And and I, I, I let's ask the Arsenal fan here: Was I mean Sanchez? I don't think Sanchez was showing any signs of of having such a steep drop of mm. performance. No, no, with the Sanchez thing, it's weird. It's almost like he forgot how to play football. It wasn't like, you know, a dipping <laughs> form, like he's missing like really easy one-on-one chances or so. Yeah. But he's like, his first touch was poor. His passing was poor. I mean, he would, he would lose the ball quite often with Arsenal, but I don't know. It was every, he just seemed very lethargic. He, it's like he didn't know how to play football. He was like a, mm. um, an an obese guy playing like pub football. <laughs> he just didn't have a clue what he was doing. So I think it's it's very different in his case. I think it's a lot more rare compared to like a Torres case. Where it's so like, I'm, just, I'm just picturing Sanchez going off at half time, nicking a pint, then coming back <laughs> up. <on. laughs> <laughs> that now. You know, you see a few Sunday League football players on and stuff. Gives a bit of that pint, Sam. Gives a bit of that pint. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he's yeah. I mean, who? Yeah, who, I mean, who knows? He he may have had um, 
he may have had there might be some issues that we, we as football fans just don't just aren't made aware of but um yeah i do think he's glad to explain please get in touch if you, yeah if you've got information <laughs> at edge of the box pods please let us know we uh we don't speak chilean yeah we don't really yeah we're not uh, <laughs> um, so but yeah no i, I mean yeah so did he refined his form Somewhat at Inter Milan. Yeah, he, he got in like first, a, in the first a goal, half of his debut, an injury, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. a red a red card all in one game. <laughs> yeah, he's, but no, he's he's apparently like Sanchez for you. I've heard that his you know Conte's been so unimpressed with him in training. He's trying to get he's just oh. trying to offload him, and even though they're barely paying any money for his wages, that um, they just want to get rid of him because apparently, I mean, again, I don't think he's being unprofessional from what I read, but I but it just sounds as if he is just an absolute shell. Care. Of what he was. I mean, some you know, what confidence does to you, I suppose. I mean, some you know, if you there's some of these unbelievably incredible footballers that can just suffer for some reason a confidence shot uh, shot to their confidence, and then they you know become half the player that they that they were previously. I mean, um, again, not to go on about it, but Torres was a good example of that. Alvaro Morata, another one. Um, yeah, maybe Sanchez is one of these. Doesn't seem like a confidence player, but perhaps that's. But, I mean, is he too old yeah. to regain his confidence and serve his career at this point? Just on the basis of his age and the fact that, and you know, looking at other people's careers, probably I don't think he'll. I don't yeah. think he'll be able to return. I mean, and then he'll, yeah. he'll end his. It's sad because he'll end his career in this kind of like in this law, and it'll be seen as quite mm. a negative thing. And when you know, if you look back at Sanchez, you look back and you're like, yeah. I think I think we're quite spoilt because of Messi and Ronaldo's longevity at the very pinnacle. I mean, people don't do that. People don't spend. 12 years at the top like look at look at somebody like Ronaldinho you know he really only had three maybe four seasons when he was at his very very best and that's yeah, probably, I remember probably him coming on the scene not not coming on the scene but when yeah. you're when you're oh he's the best player <laughs> in the world like no it's no but you know what I mean when everyone's talking about Ronaldinho and he made like his Nike advert I'm pretty sure yeah. like he kind of fell off the face of the earth like a few years after that. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You're telling me he wasn't 21 years old? Yeah, and, <laughs> and you could say the same. I know Ronaldo, was a bit, as in Brazilian Ronaldo, was a bit, bit, bit different because he had injury issues. But same sort of thing for him. His, his, his period at the very pinnacle was not yeah. that long, you know. Soldado. Um, Roberto Soldado as well, just famously. Um, have you seen that? There's a, video, there's a great video of um, Roberto Firmino doing that trick he does for um against Villarreal he does some awesome trick against Villarreal it was getting all these retweets on Twitter and I, and I noticed that it was Roberto Soldado he was he was tricking and I just I just felt like I had to comment look like yeah that that n- notoriously world class center back Roberto Soldado has been absolutely rinsed there <laughs> um, speaking of Roberto Soldado um but no, I think I think you're right I think it is a shame in in a way with with Sanchez and particularly with players that have um, you know they uh, for what like, you know if you talk to most people in, in England their opinion of Di Maria it tends to be sort of similarly quite muted like hey he's alright you know but you, your, your immediate thoughts of Di Maria as, as you know or I, I imagine your immediate thoughts of Di Maria are sort of slightly negative because our experience of our latest experience of him is not great and it is a shame but as, as we said a while ago football fans are, have very short memories um and um, but no, I, I think I think yeah, I think we are spoilt with Messi, Ronaldo. People don't tend to have that, that long at the top. Um, 
but for you know three four years is probably what's expected and Sanchez had that his sort of Barcelona years and first few Arsenal well his Arsenal Barcelona career and Arsenal career was pretty yeah. great and that's really all you can all you can ask for but um but yeah so okay right well we I think we've <clears throat> excuse me we've got four who I think we're all in agreement on on the order yeah Ronaldo Hazard. Well, I think we've got the order, although Egby's thrown Giggs into the equation, so I don't know where he's I'm, I'm happy to leave Giggs out. Entirely, I, 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 even though he's I'm in the number one because I still rate him, but it seems like... Well, I mean, just because he's not on like a top five or he comes fifth, like maybe, doesn't mean he's not being rated. <laughs> Ro, where do you stand on Giggs? On his face. I do with Egby. He's a quality, quality <laughs> player, but I think when we're going off the basis of 2000 onwards, um, nah. No. Mm. Okay. So, so what we got? Ronaldo. Who comes in fifth? Um, Hazard. Bale. So, Beckham. Um, although, Egby, didn't you have... No, I oh, know, yeah, you had the same order, didn't you? So, and Ro, yeah. Ro, are you all right? I imagine you'll be all right with that as a four in terms of the top yeah. four. Ronaldo, yeah. Hazard. Yeah. Bale, Beckham, who's number five? So it could be Giggs, it could be Sanchez, it could be Robert Perez, it could be Raheem Sterling, it could be, it could be Sean, Sean Wright Phillips. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it could be, you know, I mean, I wouldn't. It could be, so. I think, so. I think Son's brilliant. Yeah. I, think, I think he's a fantastic player, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. I think... Similarly, like I've said with Sterling, like if you if we met this list some sometime in the future, I think there's a good chance someone would be on it. Mm. It could be Sal, it could be Salah Romani, as we as we also mentioned. But um, yeah. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna no. Do you know what? I'm gonna stick with what my first instinct was. I was tempted to change it to Perez, but I'm gonna go with my first instinct. I'm gonna say Sanchez is my number five. I'm gonna back you up the Sanchez just based on the conversation we had, and I'm a yeah. bit yeah. depressed and upset about his. Um, <laughs> Somebody let him know he's been voted fifth in the Edge of the Box podcast. We'll <laughs> cheer him up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like watch that. him score a hat trick. I feel game. good. No, I feel good about that. Okay, so the top five wingers post the millennium for the Premier League. Number five, Alexis Sanchez. Number four, Mr. David Beckham. Number three, Mr. Gary Bale. Number two, Mr. Eden Hazard. Number one. Cristiano Ronaldo. Once again, thank you very much for joining us on the Edge of the Box Football Podcast. Uh, feel free to let us know on Twitter how wrong you think we are, uh, perhaps just generally or in, perhaps in terms of our list that we made this afternoon. Uh, and feel free to tell us when you think the next uh, Ashley O'Hara slagging Man United players off will uh, be happening in our next podcast. Um, again, thank you very much and we'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.